Support for Under the Radar comes from Wellwithall. Wellwithall believes that self-care is community care. Premium products crafted for your daily wellness, from sleep support to heart health to your daily regimen. 20% of Wellwithall's profits are committed to leading the fight for health equity. They won't stop until it is truly Wellwithall. Under the radar means hearing about things you didn't know you needed to know until you hear them. It's a serious look. To hear about the issues that don't get the attention they deserve. Under the radar doesn't get caught up in the day-to-day. Surfacing issues that are not talked about in mainstream media. I think it's something that connects us to each other. Under the radar is all about discovery. I can be guaranteed voices I haven't heard before. But also the questions. Under the radar is one step ahead. I'm Callie Crossley. This week on Under the Radar with Callie Crossley, it's our annual spinning of holiday tunes with our own Mike Wilkins, radio engineer for PRX's and GBH's The World. Here's Christmas is Just Another Day by Ernest Tubb. Christmas is just another day for me For there's a broken heart beneath my Christmas tree Till you're back within my arms Where you should be Christmas is just another day All this hour, GBH's intrepid holiday music collector shares his new finds of old songs that are quirky, weird, and just a little bit extra. These are not the traditional carols from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir or even new traditional favorites like Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You. Nope. For his annual collection of songs you never heard of, Mike has once again rescued vinyl one-hit wonders from the forgotten bins of overlooked B-sides and highlighted a few new tunes that might become classics. And this season, his 31st year of Jingle Bell Melodies, Mike's collection gives a nod to 2020's overwhelming impact. This is Mike's Calamity Clause, a Yuletopia recording. Welcome back, Mike Wilkins. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Callie. <laughs> and we should say that you're my first non-remote <laughs> guest <laughs> in a long time. Because you're an engineer, you can be down the hall, socially distanced, in another studio. That's correct. It's, <laughs> it's, it's sort of good does not see you, which is weird. <laughs> no. I, I miss seeing you. I miss seeing you, too, because it's so much fun when we're able to be in this studio together. But, you know, next year, I know it will be the case. So we have to start, as we always do, by letting people know how you began collecting your favorite Christmas tunes that nobody ever heard of. Well, I was uh, <laughs> working at a, a small uh, radio station up in the Merrimack Valley and around Christmas time and surrounded by a lot of records that just weren't getting any airplay. And mostly because they were really bad and horrible and not really socially redeeming or marketable. And so as a poor broke DJ, I thought I would take some of these oddball records and put them together on a cassette and give that out as a present to my friends and family. And it was so much fun, I decided to do it again and here we are. It's a it's a tradition. <laughs> it definitely is. Even if you like to sometimes wait till the last minute to pull it all together. <laughs> uh, l- let me tell you something. If it wasn't for this show, I'd still be working on it. Uh, honest to Pete, I was just uh, if I wasn't prodded. Um, yeah, I'd still be working on it, no doubt. 
All right, well, we're going to jump in with uh, some of my new favorites. Here is a roly-poly, rockin', rollin' Santa Claus. It all happened on Christmas Eve with the bright lights softly gleaming. Well, then I dreamt I couldn't sleep and peeked through the keyhole door. Well, what do you think I saw? That's Linda Nichols. Tell me about Linda Nichols. She sounds like a kid. Well, she was at the time, and um, I wish I could tell you more about this song. This is so part of the uh, process of uh, assembling these records, and you're right, they're lost, and uh, some of them are B-sides, and but some of these records are really lost to time, and this is kind of one of them. This is from, I can tell you it's from 1960. It was on a 45 record uh, on uh, the Gardenia Records label, and it's uh, she was eight years old at the time. And what happened to her since then, I have no idea, to be honest. I enjoy the research part of this, as you may imagine, and um, I wish I could tell you more. I wish I knew more about uh, Linda Lee Nichols. But you know what? Several times uh, over the years, you've brought in some songs that feature kids or kids' voices, like mm-hmm. hers, because I remember the Hippopotamus was yes. yeah, um, song. So was that just something that was a trend for a while? Because I'm not thinking recently that I've I've heard kids as leads on on some of these holiday tunes. I think there were a lot of novelty songs, especially in the 50s and 60s, that featured kids in particular. There were songs, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, Jimmy Boyd, mm. that kind of thing. And it was just a lot of, I think it was the novelty of, first of all, Christmas is for kids. And it also played well on, on radio. And so, yeah, it was a trend at one point and maybe a marketable one. But as you can see, it didn't really hold on at all. And again, like I wish I could tell you that Linda Lee Nichols went on to a great recording career, but I have no idea where she's gone. So, yeah, I think it was just kind of a, a thing. Mm. One of the things that I love about your collection is that you are genre agnostic, meaning that you have every kind of style. So we've we've just heard Linda Lee Nichols. We heard Ernest Tubb earlier. But there's rock, there's jazz, there's gospel, there's folk, there's all genres. And there's also this. This is All I Want for Christmas is You But Not by Mariah Carey. It's by Catalyst. <laughs> If I had to go with a song, it'd be this one. gotta say, Mike, I didn't think I would like this. I love this. <laughs> really? Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. This. That is great. I'm glad. I, I'd love for Mariah Carey to hear it. I just got a feeling she would love it, too. I agree. I think <laughs> it, it, it. so part of the fun of putting this together is 
finding kind of what this has become a standard this song you know all i want for christmas and i thought well, here's a different version of it a real uh rockin' version of it and it's from an arizona band called catalyst they appear on this year's alice cooper's proof is in the pudding christmas compilation uh and uh, alice cooper as some rock and rollers re- may remember from a million dollar baby and, and that kind of thing back in the 70s does a lot of charitable work but he has this organization where he encourages Arizona-based bands mostly uh, youngsters to participate through a program and he takes the cream of the crop and the winners of this contest get to do some Christmas songs of their choosing I'm guessing and um, it comes out on a compilation and this is from this year's uh, compilation and it's uh, a group called Catalyst. I wish I knew more about them, but perhaps someday we will. Wow! So new classic uh, with an old classic song, and not so old. But um, um, we should note. I think we talked about it last year when we were having this conversation. Mariah Carey's song, which is twenty some years old, went to number one again. Yeah, crazy. And you know she's loving it, and <laughs> and why wouldn't you? And um, the story about that song is that she wasn't actually that enthusiastic about it originally. And and it was quite surprised to see that it's become something that everybody looks forward to playing around mm. this time. So it's, it's it's all works out together. You never know. You never know. All right, let's take a listen to "They Call It Merry Christmas" by Ray Adji. I'm I'm guessing yes. that's how you pronounce it. I'm guessing too. <laughs> call it Merry Christmas, but for me it's just another day. Ooh, yeah. And I'm so glad to be living Watching the little one run around and play And it could mean so much more to me But my true love is so far away So, Mike, um, I love the blues versions of uh, any of these holiday tunes. Who is Ray Aggie? I'm, 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 uh, I've just been told it may be Aggie. Aggie, okay. I'm not sure, okay. but uh, I'm kind of along with you. Uh, but um, somebody is going to uh, square us away because he's a fairly well-known American blues singer, songwriter, and guitarist. Um, he passed away about uh, 30 years ago. Uh, unfortunately. But all I can tell you is this is a very super rare record. The flip side is called Hip Hugger. But he was born in um, Alabama, Hmm. one of 17 children. And believe it or not, that beautiful, uh, wonderful, soulful blues voice comes from a gentleman who was stricken by polio when he was uh, a young uh, young lad. But it's, it's a great, great song. No kidding. Now, do you know if he did any other holiday songs, or was this was it? This was pretty much it. I tried to do some research, and there is a lot of other things that he has done in the blues vein. And, you know, unfortunately, this is the only Christmas song. Hmm. So let's pick up on your telling us that this is a rare tune, because, you know, what you're looking for always, all year, are rare tunes. So let's talk about your process. Um, this year, <laughs> where did you begin, and, and um, where did you find for example, something this rare? Well, as you and the regular listeners know, I'm looking all year round. The internet has really certainly helped in the process. Internet resellers that I look for and auction sites that I go to. But one of my favorites, by the way, is a place called Discogs 
Christmasmusic.com. And what I like about that is I can not only search for certain Christmas music, I can also catalog my own music and save it so that when I come across something, oh, that looks really interesting, I can check my database and like, oh, I already have a copy of that, or no, I've been looking for that, that kind of thing. But um, it's also a little, uh, you know, shoe leather work. There's, I go to local uh, record stores uh, here in the Boston, Cambridge area. Of course, thrift stores, flea markets, yard sales. Unfortunately, that was highly curtailed this past year. But um, there were, there was a chance for me to get out to a, a couple of uh, things uh, on a one-on-one basis and just look for that kind of stuff. And there's a community of people who do collect and distribute Christmas music, much like I do. And so we play off each other, and we look at each other's lists and say, oh, I, I need to get that, or I want that, or... And we can even share the music and listen to it beforehand and say, oh, I thought by the title that I'd really want that, but the sound of it really doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand it that way. And this happened. song, I have to say, I just, uh, the, the Ray Aggie song, I just had never heard it. I knew he was a blues guy, and it was one copy that this guy had online forever and ever and ever. And I finally, I think he just, I just wore him down. And so I got a, a fairly good deal on it. It was still, you know... It's still a little cash dollars, but it, as far as I'm concerned, we just heard it. I love it. Um, now, let's talk about your uh, browsing activity being curtailed and, and, and what happened there. So by the time March and some of the off-and-on lockdowns happened, did you have many of the tunes that ended up in the final 30-song collection, or were you sort of, uh-oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, unfortunately, what I don't do is I don't go back to past years where, oh, I didn't use these records and they were good. It's a, it's unfortunate, but I, I just kind of shelve them and I put them away. Uh, so hopefully someday we'll have something uh, of leftovers because most of those records are pretty good. But this year, I waited to the last minute for a lot of new stuff, hoping for a lot of new stuff that I could get online, mm. uh, releases that come out in November usually. And, of course, this is why putting it together was so last minute this year. And because of the situation, recording situation, there wasn't a lot of new stuff that came out. I mean, there's always plenty of stuff, uh, but not nearly as many records or uh, digital downloads as usual. Hmm. Well, I wondered about that because, you know, browsing and that serendipity is, you know, half the fun, I'm going to imagine. It is for me when I'm looking for stuff I want to collect. All right, so this next one is not something I thought I would enjoy, but I'm just so corny, so I have. <laughs> it's called Surfing Christmas Holiday by the Hollyberries. Surfers rule, and that's a fact. But it and this surfing Santa's one cool cat. So, Mike, obviously these people must be from California. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's uh, they are. Um, uh, this is uh, a band led by Kip Brown, who was uh, born and raised in Southern California. This was released in 2013, believe it or not. It's a wow. four-song EP on a seven-inch record, and it's colored blue and white vinyl, and it's really pretty cool. He was a founding member of one of L.A.'s original 70s punk rock bands, believe it or not. But uh, he was a 
diehard fan of Jan and Dean and the Beach Boys and Dick Dale and all of that good stuff. This is so not punk. (laughs) (laughs) There is sort of a crossover, but uh, not really. Okay. That is just fascinating to me. So what makes a band um, do like an EP, like a four? I mean, do you have any insight about why a group would want to put a four song EP together? Around this time, I think it's it's uh, it's partially because you know some of it is funds. Like, do we, we need to press a full twelve-inch album? Uh, it's also you know the cost involved. Maybe you want to put your money more into like this one has a really nice uh, cover. It's got colored vinyl, and three out of the four songs are original compositions. So I think sometimes people want to do original stuff and maybe not old standards redone. Mm. And so it's just like I can only pull three or four of these out of my pocket. I don't have enough for a full-length LP. And speaking of vinyl, you know, we've been seeing a resurgence of interest in vinyl. Is it still going strong? Well, yeah, actually, believe it or not, I think there's I think it's really appealing to the collectors. And there's quite a few in the Christmas collectors uh, in the record businesses. You kind of hitting two different groups there. But uh, what we're seeing this year, especially the new stuff that came out was colored vinyl, a lot of exclusive colored vinyl, especially from our neighbors at Newberry Comics, a lot of that kind of stuff. And we're seeing, in fact, the seven inches to 12 inches. There's some great stuff that came out this year. A band re-released one of their 45s uh, that deals with um, uh, kind of the situation we're dealing with now. And I don't know if you were going to get to them. And I can never pronounce their name. Krugibian. Hmm. Uh, oh, I saw them on the yeah, I can't, I can't I remember can't pronounce it. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry about that. But their cover this year, they re-released a song called Christmas Time is Here. Mm-hmm. And what makes the cover so uh, wonderful is they took the original cover and they socially distanced the cartoon characters of the band and put mm. masks on them. Mm. So you can I- easily identify the 2020 version instead of the 2018 version. Oh, wow. That's so great. If you're just tuning in, this is Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. I'm Callie Crossley. This entire hour, we're featuring our annual PRX and GBH engineer, Mike Wilkins, and his special mixtape of weird, fun, and unusual holiday tunes. Let's go to Is Santa Listening? (laughs) I was wondering if we'd get to this. Speaking of punk... This is great. I love that you're laughing through this. Short and sweet. So I listen to that and I think to myself, this is the perfect song for people who want to scream about 2020 and the agony of it. Yeah, I tried to. It's kind of weird. I, I, there was some suggestions about what I should call this because of the situation and I, the title of this year's compilation. And I thought this you're exactly right. And what's especially uh, wonderful about this particular track is that it actually comes from an old Marine Corps buddy of mine, Greg hmm. Lale in Cincinnati. And he has a good friend of his that was in this band, SS20. And this is from a 1995 CD that his friend gave to him, and he sent to me. So this is a 1995 hardcore group called SS20. 
Well, it's a perfect song for your collection this year, which is called Calamity Clause. It's, you know, you can't get any better than that. I thought you couldn't beat Is Santa Pissed Off from last year, but this is pretty good. Okay, let's go in a completely opposite direction uh, with Christmas Angel. Once a Christmas angel shining on my tree Spread her wings in silence, flew right down to me Softly bells were ringing as she spoke my name She whispered to me gently then, this is why I came I'm your Christmas angel spreading hope and joy so, Mike, yes. this is another one of those songs with a kid. So, I guess there's the kid a couple is, of those on here. This yes, time. Janice Dawn, and these are the Bean Sisters doing the harmony. Yes. Um, so, tell us about them. Well, I can tell you that they were out of North Carolina. They're on the Brook Records label, and this came from 1959. Other than that, this is another one of those mystery where are they now? Where did they go to? Where are they from records? Hmm. Um, and again, in the tradition of the the kids uh, with the with yeah. the uh, song, I mean that's very popular. I just think it's interesting that you just don't hear that every everywhere now, like as you did in the past. I don't know if it's just that we've become a little more uh, jaded, or that people are a little more receptive to hearing different things in the '50s and '60s on the radio, or that the radio itself was a more powerful medium uh, for for marketing. Because maybe that's kind of what some of this is, really. And we just have to remember that um, I think it was it's definitely the year. They're definitely period pieces. And it's a wonder why we don't do more of it. Now, did they have more than one holiday song or was this it? As far as I can tell, this is one of two records that they they did. And so I'm I the other one was not a holiday record at all. So I always ask if any collection you are drawn to any one song on the collection if we haven't played it mm-hmm. yet don't mention it but if but uh, <laughs> but if you but if we have played it, you can mention it so I, i'm just curious or do you have favorites or are you just are so excited about all of them well uh, you know uh, they're they're all my children i love them <laughs> equally um but there are certain ones that tug on your heartstrings or make you dance or put a smile on your face and it can happen at different times so it depends on mood a lot. Uh, there's one that just uh, the first, and I think we'll get to it, and I won't mention it. But okay. um, but there's one in particular this year. But on the on second and third listenings, and of course, I do several more listings than that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, different things pop out at different times, and it's I think it's totally depending on mood. Mm, mm. I want to just point out that each year you try to find some contemporary music done now, this year, or maybe last year. Just something so that people know that you're not just looking in the dusty bins, but you're trying to keep an eye out on, as I said, what might be a new classic. So what's one of your new ones this year that you think is interesting? There's a local artist, and I say local because she was born in Whitman, but I'm not sure if she would call herself a local artist anymore, Mm. uh, Poppy. And uh, she uh, did a little 12-inch four-song EP, and uh, as we were discussing earlier, called um, A Very Poppy Christmas. I included Kiss in the Snow, and it's, it's, I don't know... 
if that particular song will catch on, but I can tell you that she is very popular, particularly among the uh, younger crowd. Uh, she's been kind of producing music since um, 2015 or so on her own, and she's making her way through the channels to becoming a very big artist, I think. Okay, let's take a listen to Kiss in the Snow, which is on your collection, Calamity Claws. Mike, was this, you said it was from a whole album she did? Well, she did a four-song EP Uh and uh, on colored vinyl. And why I picked it out is it just kind of struck me and it fit into the mood of where I wanted to be in that particular uh, place on the compilation. Mm -hmm. And it does uh, pick up a little bit. But what really impressed me is that she's a very talented artist and seems to just be crossing some boundaries um, musically in in genres, uh, electronic, ambient. She's even gone kind of hardcore and new metal and industrial. And uh, so her fans, I mean, she's a big uh, YouTube person, fashion fashion model. I think that she's going, we're going to hear more from her. And I thought it would be nice to include her here. Well, as you know, I always have to bring something to you that I particularly like. Um, (laughs) And I'm noting, you noted that there wasn't as many new albums, but a few that did come out. Mm -hmm. um, One by Megan Trainer, another by Dolly Parton, and another by Leslie Odom Jr. People may remember him as the star of Hamilton. But here's one that just caught my ear because it's on a commercial with Leslie Jones, the comedian, and the commercial is for Portal. Um, the title of the song is Jingle Jangle. It's by Dimitri Side, Charlie Cosmic, Daniel LaRusso, and Samantha Blanchard. Let me get that jingle jangle. Snowflakes on my tongue that tingle. Let me get that horse, let me get that sleigh till I'm feeling like a Mrs. Kringle. Everybody and they honey and they mommy when I get out on that fresh white sprinkle. And yeah, we go hard for the holiday. Bells going everywhere like ring, ring, ring. Let me ring that jingle bell. I love this. Let me ring that jingle bell. Never really knew how good it felt till I started. I cannot tell you how much I love this song. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, it's kind of funny. You should say, as soon as you you said commercial, and as soon as you played that, I was like, I know that commercial, and I've heard that song. And I just thought it was a commercial jingle jangle song. I just thought it was just like, just for that. And now I'm going to have to pay more attention to commercials, obviously. And because, uh, yeah, we'll uh, definitely hunt that one down. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm very interested in how it came to be. I did a Shazam on it so that I could figure out, mm. you know, who sang it uh, because I was just so taken by it. Every time I hear it, I it just makes me, yeah. you know, get up and dance. And, of course, there's Leslie Jones, so she 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 <laughs> sells it as oh, well. she's so good. <laughs> Here's another one of my new favorites, of course. I love Dolly Parton. Who doesn't? That's I know true. people are going to yep. think, okay, she likes Jingle Jangle and Dolly Parton. I sure I do. just watch her special. <laughs> she's great. I know. So here she is singing from her new album, I Still Believe. Uh, that's not the album, that's the song, but her album is called A Holly Dolly Christmas. I believe there's a day and it's coming soon when we'll unmask this face of doom. Walk hand in hand in perfect harmony. And I believe there are good deeds to be sown. Nurtured with 
Now, I thought, first of all, it's a great, she's a great songwriter, as we all know. And for her to write something in the moment, talking about taking off our masks, she has a lot of tunes on this, on this album. So it fit perfectly to me for your collection or your mood on Calamity Claws, uh, because this is a really, and she's just mm-hmm. such a great singer on top of that. She's so sincere and I just love her. I, so. I bought the album. I just never opened it up. Oh, my God. So now you, you oh, have a reason to do that. I feel bad. And then here's a few notes from my all-time favorites. The Pentatonics yes. performing <laughs> Up on the Housetop. Mike, I just love them. I mean, I you know, every year I have to play them because I love them so much. Absolutely. And... <laughs> I can understand that. And that's kind of, I sort of had you in mind, but it fits so well when I added Straight No Chaser and I'm Your Snowman. It's, you know, uh, that was a brand new uh, CD. Uh, it's their fifth Christmas album. Um, they're, you know, an American professional acapella group, much like the Pentatonics. Yes. And, uh, and I thought, you know, and their name of their CD was Social Christmasing. And because I know you like vocal harmonies, I included that. I I love vocal harmonies. Okay, let's play a little bit. 2 a.m. Below the light Snow is falling down All the Christmas lights My baby's all tucked Tied in bed I'm a little drunk And it's gone to my head So I roll into a ball Perfect packing snow Throwing real hard Up to her window Hoping that she'll hear it She'll pop out and say I'll be down in a minute And we can hop in the sleigh Who are they, Mike? So, again, they're, uh, it's a group called Straight No Chaser. A lot of their fans just refer to them as uh, SNC. Mm. And, um, I, like I said, they're a very prolific uh, group. Uh, like I said, this is believe it or not, this is their fifth Christmas album, really? and uh, more than one of their fans have said this is their best yet. So hmm. it's just a, a really amazing thing. They've been doing this for probably about um, 15 years now. Okay, I'm going to give them a shot because, you know, I'm so blinded by pentatonics. <laughs> and <laughs> rightly so. I mean, you got to, they're so great. <laughs> yeah, they are. All right. It just may be the one right song for the 2020 holidays, Letters to Cleo's Christmas time, it sure doesn't feel like it. And what about the Goo Goo Dolls' Better Days? Two songs likely only to be featured together on this year's collection of holiday music, curated by PRX and GBH's The World Engineer, Mike Wilkins. Where else can you hear St. Bernie the Snow Dog, another Mike Fine, that mm, went under the radar? So many songs you never heard of from his Calamity Claws recording. That's next. This is a special one hour under the radar with Callie Crossley. I'm Callie Crossley.
dressed in white Jingle bells upon his boots sank through the night Sweet silent night He took that wooden box Made it stomp like a Christmas parade Jumping Charlie Carroll's that he played Made you glad you stayed Well... That's Dan Blakesley singing Mr. Candy Cane. I was waiting for him to get to the candy cane. <laughs> I'm Callie Crossley, and this is Under the Radar You're with waiting. Callie Crossley. And we're in the middle of a special hour celebrating the quirky holiday song collection of PRX and GBH engineer Mike Wilkins. It's fire, like the kids say. <laughs> Here's one of my new favorites from his curated tune list called Calamity Claws. The song is titled Living in Winter Wonderland. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I like it. So maybe that's why I like it. It just sort of got to me. I was like, okay, these, this is by a group called Trans X. Who are they? <laughs> well, so here's a confession. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, an old uh, <laughs> rave DJ of sorts, said, hey, you ought to check out this tune. And he sent me a link, and I heard it, and this is it. And I thought, oh, yeah, i got to grab it. And it's labeled Living on Winterland by Trans X. And... So then I start doing some research, and Transex is actually a well-known band in certain circles, and it appears that they've never did this. And then I'm listening to it, and it sounds really familiar to me from some other artist that I couldn't pinpoint. So I'm going to confess that I'm not sure it's them, and I'm not sure that's the real title, and I'm not sure about what year it came out or anything. But because I liked it... Much like you, I included it. So uh, if somebody out there can probably set me straight, or set, uh, yeah, set me straight. It's not Callie's fault. It's me. I, I just liked it, and so I included it. I wish I, <laughs> I wish I had the right information on it. It could have been George in his basement. I don't know. Well, well, remember last year when we played a song and we didn't know, you know, it was local, and, and somebody listened and and gave us the information. Yeah. You know, so you never know. Somebody can tell us where this came from, trans X or no. It's just kind of weird and funky. Okay, let's go to a song that we can identify, both the artist and the song title. Better Days by the Goo Goo Dolls featuring Sidney McGorman. Thank you. 
Mike, this just felt so emblematic of yeah. 2020. This is one of those songs that just felt perfect for your collection, which you're entitling Calamity Clause. So this one actually is giving me a little bit of chills just right now. And the first time I heard it, I I will confess that I was more than a little misty-eyed. Um, this is actually an old Goo Goo Dolls song. It came out in 2005 originally by the band. And it actually hit the pop charts at about probably uh, 35 or 36 on the charts. And this was reprised uh, this year on a uh, Christmas CD that they did. And as soon as I heard it, I knew I had to include it. Um, it's the voice of the child of a uh, longtime collaborator of the band. And uh, so that's uh, Sidney McGorman. And, um, yeah, the Goo Goo Dolls are, you know, from Buffalo, New York. Um, and um, they formed in 1986, for those who don't know. But, yeah, this just really struck me as, uh, like you just said, emblematic of, of, of this year. So, too, is the song Christmas Time, It Sure Doesn't Feel Like It by Letters to Cleo. I just wanted to note that it's a lot of local um, places noted in this song. <laughs> that is correct, yeah. yes. So as listeners pay attention to the lyrics, you'll hear some familiar places. It's the 20th of December Rain is coming down Kenmore Square is deserted now The college kids have left town Sure don't feel like Christmas time Sure doesn't feel like Christmas time It sure don't feel like Christmas time Sure doesn't feel like Christmas time Just those lyrics. Yes. First of all, it, it, the lyrics do date the song <laughs> with Filene's Basement, of course. But, you know, again, the sentiment yes. is right now. Absolutely. And I thought that's why I would include it. Uh, it's actually on a new LP by Letters to Cleo called OK Christmas. But it was originally performed in um, 1984, I believe, by the Dogmatics, who were a local group. And I remember seeing at at the Rat maybe more than one time, the Rat Skeller, uh, for those of you in Kenmore Square area. In, um, but they did it in 84. was on a compilation. The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones also released a version in 1997. So it seems like it, it appears uh, perennially here locally. And while dated, definitely it still has a sentiment and that I think is Letters to Cleo, the, the group, have they been around a long time? Well, they've been around 
probably since 1990, I believe. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of an alt, alt-rock alt band. Greg McKenna, Kay Hanley. Yeah, they've been, they've been around for a while and uh, been able to see them play out as well. You know, as we listen and, and hear all the various genres, because as we mentioned before, as I mentioned before, you have just such a mix. Uh, have you ever done sort of an audit to see, is there any one genre you have more of? Uh, is that something you're aware of? Or do you lean toward one more than the other? Again, I think it's uh, kind of depends on mood, and that's why I try to just snap up whatever I can get a hold of and then figure it out at the time. But they're def- it's I do have a predilection towards the older, older, weirder stuff, if I can get to it, <laughs> and novelty stuff. I really enjoy the fun records. I love the sense of humor that some of these things bring. bring. There's a mashup uh, that we may or may not get to today of uh, kind of a kinks rendition of Do You Hear What I Hear? But um, that kind of stuff is always, if it can kind of maybe, this is maybe a little more introspective than most the CD this year's this compilation this year. I don't know if I'm <laughs> going to make CDs, to be honest. But anyway, uh, this compilation this year, I can tell you that there are, what, you, what I've realized is that there are some really popular songs that get done over and over. Mm. And I can tell you that Silent Night seems to just cross all genres, all boundaries. There have been so many renditions of Silent Night. I have to say that is probably the most recorded uh, Christmas-themed uh, song that I, I can I can put my finger on. But, you know, I've done compilations where I've put 30 versions of Silent mm-hmm. Night or... Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Jingle Bells together, not to the amusement of anyone but myself. But it's um, but no, I, I I I just I think I go for the older stuff or stuff that has humor in it. Now I'm surprised by Silent Night uh, only because it's you know it has a, a religious overlay and that might be off-putting to some people. But uh, oh no, doubt, I, I no. just think that's fascinating that that's the one that's been you know redone or retuned or reshaped more than any others. I think it's just because even rock and rollers or punk rockers think I can put a real rock and roll uh, feel to that or I can make that mine. And almost everybody, you know, it is such a religious and quiet tune that from acapella to classical to R&B and jazz, everybody can put a little feel to that. Hmm. Okay. Well, here's one that I thought, I'm not going to like this one, but I like it. It's Carl's Christmas. It's sung not by Carl, but by Ken Canlane. Let's take a listen. The truck starts, it's time for us to go. GW, my dad and brother Joe. The rattle of the cab and a grunt from my dad was my Christmas melody. Christmas was different for me. The field shines like silver in the sun. So who's Ken Canlane? <laughs> You're gonna not like this. Okay. But it came. He came off of a compilation that I found um, from 1996. Uh, various comp- uh, various artists on a Cascades Christmas, the 
Cascades Recording Company out of Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, I can't seem to find much about the company, and I can find almost nothing about uh, Ken, or there's a couple of artists that I pulled from that, and I just can't. I'm at a loss. I wish I could tell you more than, than that. But it's such a fun tune. I like it. It is. We don't know who Carl is either. No. no <laughs> it could be my brother out in uh, western Michigan in Waterville. That would be his Christmas. Well, it's distinctively country. And that, you know, I find when I listen to your compilations, I end up liking a, a quite a number of countries. It's not that I don't like country, but it's not my first choice of a genre. And so there are quite a number on all of your collections that I end up enjoying uh and this is this is one of them is the tune and the and um all of the instrumentation it's it's really yeah. nice so the sentiment, mm-hmm. yeah all right well you know i i love the ridiculous ones and so here's one of my favorites <laughs> bernie the snow dog oh my goodness <laughs> by the ralph nichols trio let's take yeah. a listen <gasps> Do you hear about a drunk dog? <laughs> I, Mike, seriously, why are the Ralph Nichols trio? Why is the Ralph Nichols trio singing about Bernie okay. the Snow uh, Dog? First of all, I'm gonna, uh, you're gonna hate me, and your listeners can understand now Callie's frustration with me when putting together this show. I gave you the wrong name. It's Roger Nichols trio. It's not worth. It's don't worry. I don't think Roger is gonna get upset, and maybe his brother Ralph will be fine. I'm not sure, but. Okay, uh, it's the Roger right. Nichols trio. I, I transposed it. It wasn't till last night that I realized my mistake. Um, okay. But it, it came out in 1964, 1965, depending on who you ask. It's a promo record. Um, uh, uh, Roger is a, a singer-songwriter uh, born in Montana, and... Um, he this 45 actually shares uh, a side with the Mark Scott teens, but the Roger Nichols and the Small Circle of Friends recorded one album for A and M, and it didn't do well at the time. Yet the you know in intervening years, it's really achieved sort of a cult status. And this record is on that album, and this 45, which uh, I actually found locally at a, a store. Mm-hmm. And and was uh, reasonably be reasonably priced when I researched it is is kind of a, a rarity out there, but on the uh, Ava Records label. But I wish, uh, but apparently um, Roger did some uh, work with A and M and the Carpenters and that kind of stuff. And this is just probably the weirdest thing he's ever done. <laughs> and again, it's in that whole trend of a lot of animals show up in <laughs> holiday tunes. And I am, for the life of me, I'm so puzzled by that. I mean, I enjoy it, but do you have a theory? Because you, you've been so collecting I, it for a while. I, I have no theory. <laughs> what I've realized, kind of along with you, is there's animals, and there's a lot of relatives of Santa Claus, 
and that uh, inanimate <laughs> objects, especially trees, uh, have songs about them. And and then there's the whole Santa's helpers genre. And uh, there was a, a GB, the Cosmic Snowball, which I purchased <laughs> and I did not include. And it is really weird, but it's kind of this thing that showed up from outer space and helped Santa Claus. Uh, there's all sorts of other things, but I've got three uh, 45s put together just sitting on the shelf at, at the house when I left this morning about uh, uh, Christmas trees. And there's, you know, the, the, the <laughs> loneliest Christmas tree and this Christmas tree that's happy. And and it, it's just, you know... Oh, and there was actually a track uh, put out by uh, a lumber company about, um, not, <laughs> about not using <laughs> aluminum trees. So, I mean... <laughs> That would make sense. It, I, yeah, I wish there was some rhyme or reason to it, but I think there's none. Okay. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, this is Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. I'm Callie Crossley, and I'm with PRX's and GBH's engineer, Mike Wilkins, continuing our jam session with tunes from Mike's 31st annual collection he calls Calamity Claws. Can you believe it's been 31 years of No. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's but it's so much fun and I'm glad I'm glad you get a kick out of it and others get a kick out of it and that's really what I why I do it. I miss uh, not handing out cassettes back in the day and now CDs, but it seems like everything's digital. So we're we're currently online with this mix and we'll, we'll probably make some CDs to hand out to send to friends. There won't be a lot of handing out this year. That's right. You have a SoundCloud. You should say how people can okay. get to it. Okay. Well, uh, actually, you can just go to SoundCloud. dot com slash seen that s-e-e-n-t-h-a-t it'll probably be right there at the top uh, and you can just click right on the calamity clause 2020 christmas uh link okay now i said uh did you have a favorite on this collection and i wanted to see if i would play it you did i did which one is your and favorite? it is it, it is still the goo goo doll the goo goo dolls oh that's a beautiful one that's the one that if I had to keep going, I wouldn't go back to it as a at a party. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of a it's not but, it's not an upbeat tune. But, but personally, that's uh, that one, and uh, then of course, uh, I think my second, just because it's a little bit fun, is the Bobby Lloyd and the the skeletons. Okay, now we didn't play that, so let's let's uh, take a listen to Bobby Lloyd and the skeletons. Do you hear what I hear? So it sounds familiar. And you think, oh, that sounds like the kinks. Well, I got fooled, <laughs> but then... So that's, that's exactly, that is, that is, is I just kind of... I see why you like it. Who who are Bobby Lloyd and the Skeletons? Well, uh, so Bobby Lloyd was uh, one heck of a drummer. Unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago. But um, 
He was known as the almost like the human metronome to his fans. And so this record is uh, circa 1978. There's some debate about it. I say it's in the mid, late uh, 70s. Somebody else said it's late 80s. We're trying to figure that out. It's on the Borrowed Records label. He was also known as the pick of the Woody Sticks, but he is a top quality uh, Grammy-winning musician. And like I said, a drummer. And mm. uh, this, as far as we can tell, is kind of the only real one-off uh, 45 that he ever did, really outside of his uh, work with other major musicians. Mm. Um, a question for you. Can you remember one of the songs on your very first compilation that uh, you know you hear around or it's held up or you still remember and and think fondly of oh well um the first first year had kind of a lot of weirdness on it and maybe uh, some more funnier stuff things that come immediately to mind uh, there was uh, i think it was the first year was uh, somebody screaming over Billie Jean, which was okay. Santa Claus was my lover. It's not really, that was culture side. It's not really a favorite, but it comes immediately to mind as being on the first one. Uh, Santa got a DWI by Sherwin Linton, another kind of just funny and favorite thing from that first year that comes. Uh, I think I did a lot of uh, Bob Rivers comedy troupe stuff because that was, uh, he did a lot of uh, kind of, repurposing of old favorites and it was uh, very funny he put together probably three christmas themed uh records so i probably used a lot of that the one thing that always stands out when we started the show you asked me like how did i get started and the one that really always comes immediately to mind just because it had this picture cover of um it was Woodoff the Petrified Red-Nosed Reindeer by Bill and Shaky, and it and it was about <laughs> okay. you know the, um, the 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 reindeers made out of logs like birch trees, and then they put yeah. like a red bulb in its nose, and they put it out in front of you the yard. That's it was a song about that, and so these are I don't these are things that stick in my head. I don't know if I would say they've <laughs> stood up or. <laughs> <laughs> that they've become, uh, I have never, just for the record, I have never used Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I've never used burping frogs, meowing cats, barking dogs, none of that stuff, I think. That's too common for you. <laughs> well, yeah, it, not only that, but I think it's just annoying. I think we've all heard that and don't really, we have enough of that in our real life. We don't need, well, burping frogs we've never heard, but um, uh, at least not doing a version of Silent Night, I think. But. I think I'm gonna have to put some uh, some of those tree songs on for the thirty second collection <laughs> next year, and which brings me to my question: What are you looking toward? Because you've already started looking because you a look bonus all disc year of Christmas tree songs. It, it could be, it could happen. Sure, why not? Um, I, you know, so I realized that I got uh, some records late in the mail and some CDs that I've already because it's a year round thing, and I was purchasing right up until. In fact, there's a there's an auction that I'm watching today that ends later on that I will probably be um, bidding on. But I think it's all, it's a mystery, literally, until you send an email saying, what are we doing this year? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here's a question for you. <laughs> and that's You're crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. I, as you know, collect uh, Black Santas, and I have great envy for a woman in Alabama who has more than me. I wonder, really? in your collect group of uh, folks who collect holiday tunes, is there anybody's collection that you envy? Well, I, I <laughs> do. I, I don't think 
we covet anybody's collection. However, but well, well you're I'm mature. trying to be. Um, <laughs> but if I had to pick somebody whose uh, collection I'd love to rifle through, it would be uh, Rob Martinez, uh, who's from Fort Wayne in Indiana. And he and I, uh, among many other people in a group, uh, share uh, Chris, our Christmas findings every year, or compilations. And uh, Rob actually does a um, public radio program there as well about Christmas music. And uh, he he even sends out little notes like, hey, do you have this? Or, you know, David Letterman did this thing a couple of years ago where he held out weird LPs. Uh, who has this or who? what don't you have from that? And so, you know, it, it engages people. He's a really great guy, really good family man. And um, I really enjoy his uh, compilation every year and his picks. And I'm guessing... You know, it's either that or Dr. Demento, I think, because, (laughs) yeah, because he's got, you know, Dr. Demento. (laughs) Well, Mike, I love your collection. You're my fave. So I thank you for joining me. I will see you here next year, same time. Yes, please. (laughs) I I would enjoy that. I look forward to it every year. Mike Wilkins is an audio engineer for PRX's and GBH's The World Program by profession and by avocation, a collector of unusual or little-known holiday music. We're going out on Christmas Melody by Jewel Lombardo. It's a Christmas melody And it thrills me through and through It's such a joy to be spending Christmas here with you. That's it for this week's show. We're on the web at gbh.org, News Under the Radar with Callie Crossley, and available for download wherever you get your podcasts. Under the Radar with Callie Crossley is a production of GBH, produced by Hannah Ubley and engineered by Dave Goodman. This is the last show for our fabulous intern, Kate Dario, who did yeoman's work. We'll miss you, Kate. See you here at 6 p.m. next Sunday. I'm Callie Crossley. Thanks for listening. The first time that we played it, I knew that fate had made it. Our favorite song, it's a Christmas melody. And I can't help but confess, it's the only melody that can bring such happiness.